Hey, Austin Rugby fans. Welcome back. We appreciate it. We missed you. Alex says we, we, we unfortunately could not connect again last week <laughs> for these. Hey, man, work happens, right? Like, it if, happens. If we got paid to do this for a living, that'd be a different story. But we, <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> uh, you know, this is it's it's one of those things. Um, our regular listeners, uh, our our guest today uh, is a regular listener, and he asked, "Hey, where were you guys last week?" And I said, Uh-oh. "Hey, <laughs> we have jobs. <laughs> I, I run a company, so I I got to do that." Uh, but it, you know, we covered covered some stuff on Texas Rugby Monthly, so go have a listen and, and watch that if you want to catch up on all things that are going on in Texas. But Alex, this is Austin rugby podcast focused only on everything in austin rugby it's been it's been a pretty exciting two weeks um you know we we didn't have the best of games against utah um was kind of sad in that performance but uh we did have this past weekend texas cup and where is the texas cup staying Right here. Right here. Stay, stays here. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. It stays in the capital. You might as well, you, we'll just put a case and just keep it here, right? Because yeah, uh, dominating. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Three Texas Cup matches, might, three we might, wins. We might have to just, we might have to just uh, make the Texas Cup between us and Dallas next year. If Dallas has a team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they do have a mascot, so we'll give them we'll give them that. Uh, who looks like a combination of Scooby Doo and Wiley Coyote. <laughs> uh, but that's 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 not where we won't talk about them too much. Uh, but it is listen, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Austin rugby right now. Um, you know, in the past week or so, we saw the first matches from the uh, Austin Outlaws, which is the U eighteen team. Uh, unfortunately they uh, not victorious in either one of the matches but it's a it's a big step right like there's uh, you you talk about a team like that that got announced there's people from rock rugby there's people from westlake from uh, you know from all uh, literally all even somebody from uh from houston a kid from houston coming over to play in, in the u18 and that's kind of the pathway right that's what we want to start seeing more from all of the other teams around you know you got 404 academy and things like that but to have a u18 side that's pretty I mean, I don't know what what was available for you, you know, as a U18, but now to have that, you know, beyond high school, you can go play U18 with somebody. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's like um, growing up, the only opportunity to like really play with other kids in the state um, or even around the city was like the Texas high performance uh, teams. And that was just like a short time summer deal and i remember growing up i was the first two years i played rugby i was in you know overseas with family during the high performance season and then the third year you know might i might have gotten a little bit of trouble and wasn't allowed to play alex shame per, on you per my parents per my parents <laughs> oh per um, your parents oh oh even worse shame on you yeah. <laughs> yeah. but um I mean, yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how my brother got um, recognized by life. And, you know, since then it's really helped his rugby career take off. So I think um, just having this opportunity for high school kids now oh, yeah. is me a really nice platform, not only to play with other players and get high level coaching outside of just your high school, but also a good segue into getting to a Cal or a Lindenwood or a life or 
any of these other college programs popping up like a Queens or whatever. Um, and I think it's, it's a good way for, for kids to, you know, take rugby and like try to, you know, maybe see how far they can run with it. Well, I think it it provides the a pathway now to to continue, right? Because you know the pathway previously was at least we'll, we'll go back twenty years when I played. So you you know you you're done with. I played a little bit in high school. I was lucky enough. I got to I played with the college team in Ohio where I went to high school. You know, in the summer of my like senior year, like okay, I'm gonna go play here and played with them. But then you play high school, you go play college at just wherever you went. Like you know, right. it wasn't at, you know Cal was big back then, but it was mostly West Coast. Like life, yeah. life was life has always been there. So it's like Cal, life was East Coast, Cal was West Coast. As far as you know, in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, as far as you know, some of those big organizations but beyond that then it's like then you just played with the men's club wherever you wound up right now now you have the ability with these you know with all the advancements and like the the high performance academies and things like that and i think just the exposure to mlr in general to join one of these academies like you could you know as a kid you know out of college you could finish doing college come down here to austin play with huns play with blacks play with whoever get a chance to get up into the ag's you know, uh, I guess developmental squad or like over in Houston, they've got rugby HTX and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're creating the same thing here in Austin, but even as a, as a younger kid, like if you're living here in Austin, you have the ability to come and play with the AGs and get training even at a, a much younger age. Like I think there's a 16 year old on the team, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So you're, you're learning from Mark Gerard and Sam Harris and, and some of the AGs who are helping out with those teams from professional yeah. athletes. Like that is just, that's that's priceless, right? Like you can't you can't put value on that yet, and it only helps us grow the national team, uh, grow MLR, and then grow the national team even more. You know, over the next decade or two. I mean, and you know, what's another like consequence, not a consequence, but like byproduct of like you're a high school kid and you're gonna go represent you know the Austin Gilgronies um, U18 team, like that's a professional team, yeah. like. Let's like, you know, call it for what it is. Like kids at school, like fellow kids you go to the high school with, they're like, that's pretty cool. Like I want to be on TV playing for a, like a professional team with U18 or not. Yeah. Like I think that that's a nice way to, you know, maybe further bring along new players into the sport. Cause at the end of the day, I think that's, that's the ultimate goal of rugby not goal but like that's how rugby in america is going to become really a competitor is young players picking up sport not waiting till they're 18 19 which you can transition but it's just like let's let's have kids playing when they're 13 yeah well you think think about like here here in austin you know, just with the the number of teams and, and I'm sure it'll continue to grow as exposure grows, you know, different high schools are going to start like, oh, we can build a team and, you know, oh, we'll, we'll do this. You know, there, there are tons of, of football players here in Texas. We know that huge. Awesome. There, there's so many, not all those football players are going to sign D1 or even D2 football contracts. They may say, you know, I, you know, again, as, as an athlete, you may go, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to make it in professional football. Like you just, don't he said but what if i change sports what if i continue to work hard and want to go play a different sport and we see it you know like Domikina and you know and other guys that are playing for austin and around the country it's happening you know you talked about the you know exo academy over in colorado and what they're trying to do there 
uh, the attempt is being made by those athletes to say, okay, I want to transition and, and give rugby a try because I now have a chance to work hard for a couple of years, learn a new sport and make it in professional rugby instead. But when you have high schools that are now being able to do that much earlier, kids, you know, can say, you know, there's sophomore year of high school. They're like, you know what? Football's not for me. I love rugby. And they could be a five-star athlete, you know, they yeah. would say like, I want to go play rugby at a, at a top university and get scholarship to go play at Arkansas yeah. state at Lindenwood at life at, you know, Cal, whatever, whoever else, you know, I'm sure there's, there's more out there. Trust me. We know it's just, those yeah. are the easiest ones, but you know, Kutztown, you know, they've, they've got a solid team up there too. I had to throw an East coast team in there just to make sure. Yeah. Made me all that. Um, but I think that that's, that's something I think a lot of these Austin high school players, you know, they're going to go play. Uh, I perfect example. And then this will move on to the next thing after this, but you know, we talked with Mikey Brown on Texas rugby monthly, you know, last week and he coached uh Jesuit up in Dallas and they went undefeated this year. Congratulations to them. He's got three or four players from that team who signed scholarships to go play rugby. One's going to Arkansas state. One's going to Purdue trying to walk on for football, but is already working Purdue rugby. Um, again, like these players have experience with rugby at an earlier stage. They're going to go to universities and at those universities, they're going to help build the university program. So then you have college rugby being built up even higher and higher. So the level, the quality and level play is increasing that much higher. You know, like Lerone white went to Louisville, unfortunately, Sorry, UK grad, UK grad. So, you know, I give Lerums a hard time. You know, Coach Walton, you know, Emil over there, who I know and played against many years ago, uh, they're building a fantastic program at Louisville, and he's got guys going to the 404 Academy. And so it's yeah. like, that's what happens now. Like, we're, they played in high school, they're building up, they're getting more recognition, better coaches are happening in college. Same thing around here in Austin, like who's coaching, you know, the UT and Baylor and things like that. Those guys are going to get better exposure and move into those academy like structures yeah. in for MLR so that then they're going to go and play hopefully for an MLR team and eventually the USA Eagles. You know, you know, Boy, that's an optimistic look at things, isn't it friends? Yeah, right. But here's, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll make, I'll make one. I want to make one last point. Go for it, man. You know, with with rugby and like being a sport that's like a, a more of a you know main sport, mainstream sport, I guess. Like, how can we get you know? How, think about how many kids play. You know, growing up there, I played basketball, football, baseball, and soccer. Yep. Like, what? Once we can get it to where it's like kids are like, oh, I play basketball, baseball, and rugby, or right. I play football, soccer, and rugby. And I think what really hinders that ability is that not every school has rugby and sure. rugby is played through schools but with like academy teams like the ags then those kids that go to mainer the kids that go to austin high lbj pflugerville it like other schools that don't have rugby teams that's a rugby team that they can play on right so from a younger age, they can be like, yeah, you know, in the fall, I play football in the winter, I play basketball. And then in the spring, I don't play for, for, um, you know, for a Connolly high school, I play rugby for, um, the AGs U 16. Like, yeah. Right. That's I think a cool opportunity that that's now being opened up. That wasn't before. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's, um, it's one of those, it's one of those things where you look at it and go, oh my gosh, like these guys, these kids now have the opportunity to say, I'm going to choose to play rugby 
in in this season and 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 who knows like i think it's an opportunity for the developmental sides like our u18 like the outlaws and coach coach gerard and 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 mason herring who are who are heading things up over there that they can say oh that guy's a football player over there he's never played rugby but man that guy's an athlete let's train this guy and in six years you know he's 22 24 years old he comes in to Austin, you know, he stays here in Austin and continues to play with us for six years. And you're turning guys in now that's six years of training underneath these top level coaches, man, that's, that's nothing but good stuff for, for us. Right. So yeah. hooray, hooray to the Austin outlaws, by the way, their kits that they're like their singlet that they have with the little, the guy in the hat. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, let's get some of those. Like when do those go on sale on in the shops? <laughs> uh, it is. It's, it's a good thing. Hey, you know what else is a good thing? USA Eagles. We got a couple players from the AGs. Uh, we talked about it last time. There was the uh, extended, you know, match squad. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Zinni wasn't on there and because of injury and some others weren't on there, but, um, but we did have, you know, uh, the original sc- uh, match was it, uh, 72 was the original number, like the larger group that they were pulling from. Uh, started at 44 or 44 why do you think 72 i don't know uh <laughs> so started at 44 um and you know we had ruben de haas who was the new signing who you know alex and i <laughs> made some comments about and some people didn't appreciate but it's okay it's oh, it, we're oops, oops whatever <laughs> um we're here to have opinions. We're, yeah we're, we're here to be truthful like this is what we see um we can't be the only ones that see it that's for sure um <laughs> uh, but yeah ruben de haas who's who was uh selected to the 44 you had uh connor mooneyham bryce campbell you had will mcgee well that list actually got narrowed down to the actual 30 players i did get that number right 30 yeah, players right. will be traveling to play england and ireland that's a pretty big it's a pretty big back to back. I don't, I can't remember a time outside of world cup that the USA Eagles have ever played uh, two tier one nations in back to back games. Um, if ever, I think we played, yeah, we played Scott. We played Scotland. I don't know if it was back to back. I think it was, Scotland yeah, I think, back, I think it is the first back back to back. Romania is not tier one. <laughs> no, no, we went to Scotland and then Romania and then Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, th- I think it is the first back-to-back one. Uh, the squad got announced. Um, unfortunately, Will McGee, because I think the injury picked up in Utah, uh, was not selected. But Will's had an outstanding season at fullback for us. Man, he's, he's just been fantastic. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Zinni here in a minute about how he played against uh, Houston. But, you know, obviously... Ruben de Haas, you know, getting selected was kind of obvious. The uh, Bryce Campbell, two returning Eagles, and getting his first opportunity now, uh, Connor Mooneyham. Fantastic, yep. fantastic for him. Um, we're really excited to see him. Texas guy, um, but he's been he's been fantastic for us. Uh, unfortunately, his injury when he got concussion, he was out for a couple of weeks, but came back last week. Uh, looked good at certain times, uh, you know, just trying, I think just trying to get his feel back into that, that match, uh, match fitness. Uh, you go out for two or three weeks, you know, with an injury, you, you're going to come back you know, a little slower, but I, I think he played really well for coming back from, from a concussion. But the big one, the big one that we didn't announce doesn't play for us, but he's an Austin guy. He's a family guy. Alex, who made it? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll... Uh, yeah. Ryan Reese, uh, in line for a potential first cap representing the great city of austin texas that's right 
That's so that's and, super exciting, man. How how did uh, how did you guys find out in the family? Uh, did you find out with the press release like everybody else? Or uh, no, he texted. He he had texted us. Um, <laughs> he texted us like a, a couple of days before and was like, um, "Hey, just got the email from Gary Gold that um, I'm going to be going on the trip to England with the roster of 30." All caps. Do not share this with anybody. <laughs> I, I will get in so much trouble. <laughs> and then, so, uh, so yeah. And then, um, and then it got announced a couple of days later. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. And, and I don't know if anyone read, you know, Alex Goff's um, like write up about the team that got selected. Um, and like Alex does a really good job. Like I worked with him for a while, but he totally made an error and said that ryan reese was a lake travis product oh i know i saw that i'll be damn uh, i I'll saw that damn you ever be caught calling a westlake player a lake travis did, did he ever fix it did he fix his air did no, he admit because he, no. he not he, no. he he got lamb blasted in uh in the socials i saw that uh i forget who said it. somebody said it like he did not oh he's your dad actually that said it uh, i was like what is he doing saying he's playing lake travis he went to the... no uh, no state champion school yeah oh man look at that throwing it out there son <laughs> <laughs> oh that's exciting uh really happy for for ryan i really i mean i hope he gets uh man wouldn't that be great to get a cap against england or ireland like your first cap is, could be against one of those two teams right on july 4th, <laughs> july 4th against england oh man that's uh he's got tough competition you know he's got ruben de haas he's got michael baska uh both yeah. both playing you know uh michael you know, Michael Baskett's playing pretty well right now. Of course, he's got a team around him who's playing lights out. God, those guys score from everywhere. Uh, it's kind of disgusting. Um, kind of want, I mean, kind of want anybody, our attacking to be like that. <laughs> anybody is anybody playing better rugby right now than Mikey Teo? No. Uh, I, uh, Cottrell's Cotre, Cotre, playing pretty good rugby. Yeah. Corrales. Uh, uh, who, who else? Um, Corrales <laughs> at, uh, at Atlanta. <laughs> Who'd you say? Carelsa. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to say, uh, Mark, um, oh, inside center for Atlanta. Jeez Louise. Oh, Mark O'Keefe. O'Keefe. Yeah. His body slam to stop Nolan from scoring oh, a try. Jeez yeah. Louise. Come on. Go back yeah, and watch if that. Aaron Castro, if Aaron Castro is listening, um, he's I think, not. Uh, he, coined, <laughs> he, coined a, he coined a lovely phrase. <laughs> Full of beef, Mark O'Keefe. Oh, I like that. I'll, 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 I'll Give him a shout out. Full of beef, Mark O'Keefe. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so good things. Yeah. All, all good things all around for uh, for the AGs getting on USA. It's going to be interesting to see what happens and how we, the spots we fill, right? When when Connor, go, when Connor, Bryce, and, and Ruben leave to go play, because that's that's playoff push time. Uh, you know, we got big games and we got to right. make it through. Um, another big game this past weekend, Alex. Texas Cup. We talked about it in the opening. Um, man, I just it was one. It was a it was a man. That was a bruiser of a game. There were some hits. Holy crap! I felt bad because we interviewed Mikey Brown on Texas Rugby Monthly, and I thought Frank Halai killed him in the tackle in the second half. <laughs> Did you see Frank Halai absolutely clobber him in that tackle? Uh, yes, yes, and, and I saw. I mean, I saw about. 10 different hospital 
shots that the AGs put on the Sabercats throughout the game. If, if you're following through in the stat column, everybody, um, you might have seen 15 dominant tackles in the game. 15. Yeah. That is a huge number. Um, you know, we made 124 tackles in the match, and that's a, you know, it's a, we, we were playing defense a lot, but we were just stopping them left and right. Um, final score, uh, you know, obviously, you know, final score of the match, I'll throw that out there real quick, 28-9. Alex, we got a bonus point for trying yeah. win. Finally, we've been we've been needing that. We need those bonus points to keep in pace with uh, <laughs> with Utah, who who put a put a hurting on us the, the week before. So, uh, man, that's yeah. uh, that was rough. Just just rough. <laughs> but yeah, how, what, what were your thoughts on the match? Um, I thought that I mean, like I mentioned, our tackling and dominant defending was was really what made the difference um it looked like the ball was maybe a little greasy out there that houston humidity probably kicked in because there was you mean the I texas mean, humidity man because it's been like 80 yeah. percent humidity everywhere so <laughs> yeah i mean like gosh we could have ran in a few more tries we should that. and especially in the first 20 like we were knocking on the door so many times you know like i know uh, you know, our, our guest coming up, Cam Dotson, he got his first ever k- try, but he should have had a second one. He was like right on the yeah. try line and just fumbled the ball. It did. It felt like it was, it was a, it was a wet ball. Like it was sloppy. Yeah. It felt sloppy without actually being a sloppy game. Like it was intense. Like that first 20 minutes, while it may not have been no, no scoring and just kind of rough, the back and forth, can we talk mm-hmm. about like just the attack and defense and attack and defense and attack and defense? Like it just felt like it was, that was going to be the entire game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Watching Lerome white, Lerome white breaks, yeah. breaks away for 40 meters and becomes an instant beam sensation. Uh, Lerome white lightning. White, <laughs> Lerome white lightning. Oh man. That's a, <laughs> that is a good man. That's a good one. Who said that one? Is that Castro too? Oh, you? Okay. So <laughs> I thought Castro said that one too. Uh, but yeah, so obviously, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on for us. Um, the match overall, you know, we, we played well, you know, overall we didn't, we only had the ball 47% of the time, but when we did, we played in 56% of territory, our gain line, we were 46%, um, you know, yeah, 48% over on our gain line. We didn't really lose gain line that much. Our carry efficiency was fairly good. Um, line breaks. Again, we didn't have a whole lot of line breaks, but you would talk about guys who, who did well when they did break the line. And one of those was uh, McLean Jones. I thought McLean had a, just a fabulous game. Like he was just all over the place. Robbie could see could see for me. Um, and, and Cam Dodson also, those were my top three for the game. I thought Cam Dodson, he, you know, seven line out takes a steal. He had 30 meters yeah, carried, yeah. you know, and, and again, I think what 15 tackles and three of them were dominant. And, and, and Robbie could say like he was, he got, he was perfect on his lineouts and he was a last minute substitution because he Roach was injured, got injured uh, prior to the match. Yeah. So, you know, he was supposed to start. Uh, so Robbie came in, you know, it was like, God, so right now is so close. I think to, like really turning the corner and becoming a like a cornerstone player is Dom Frank Halai. <laughs> I mean, Frank Halai is already Frank, I mean, Frank Halai ran through that. people the other day too. So that's, yeah, but I mean, like that's like Frank Halai is you know in all black and a and a super I, rugby just, star for a reason, you know. But like, it's like Dom Akina is so I think he's so close to yeah. having that 
full breakout performance, but it, to me, it's like uh, he just – I don't know, like, what happens, but it seems like sometimes he breaks into the open field and then panics. And loses and the loses ball. Like there's yeah. that one run that he had that Sam Windsor made a, I mean, a Oh my gosh, pass. Sam, Sam turned on his, his elderly jets there for a minute and, and was able to make a, he had to turn on his jets, like everything he got yeah. because Dom McKean is fast, but you yeah, know, he, he did. He made that open field tackle and it was, uh, that, that was try saving because Aquina broke away. And there's just the panic on the ground and like feeling like you have to do something because you made a break yeah. and then lost it. And then because like defensively Dom's been really good. And I think um, like when he's, when he's in some space, he's just so hard to tackle. Yeah. I just like that. I think the hard part. Yeah. I think the hard part for me with Dom this season, it's been, it's been injuries for him. Like he's been out, you know, he's, you know, he has, he's, I don't think he's played a full match. I think he got hurt and against Utah, but he, I mean, again, we, we said it since the beginning, he has the potential to be amazing. And I think with his injuries yeah. at the beginning of the season uh, and throughout the season, just kind of nagging injuries that hurt him. Like you, you can't play to full, full capacity. And then you have people like Dominic Bailey and McLean Jones and Michael Duvall who are all playing outstanding in his replacements. Like you don't want to, you don't want to, trade someone out for 40 minutes when you could get a, a, a wonderful performance from, you know, from one of those three, um, you know, obviously, you know, Bailey was out injured again this week as well. Uh, and Michael DeWall, but I, I can tell you this, um, you know, Dom had a good match. Uh, McLean Jones did exceptionally well as, as he always, did. I think McLean Jones has just had, you know, he's been a dominating force all season for us. Like, you know, from tackle count to minutes played, Etc. Kyle Breitenbach, you know, played played this week. I'm pretty sure he played the full 80 and just had a great match as well against his his old, 64. His old was it 64? His, oh, that's uh, right, because he got subbed out. Yeah. But his his uh, his work at the breakdown is actually uh, not necessarily something that everybody that we have a lot of. No. And Kyle is a is kind of a quiet menace around yeah. the breakdown with long arms. Oh, for sure. He's got, He's a big he won dude. a couple of. He won a couple of turnovers um, that that really that really um, kind of helped us out. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, obviously, I think he because I think Regan O'Gorman actually came on for him. Uh, we, I mean, we were playing or we have all of our locks back in <laughs> this week. We had we had four locks on the on the pitch at one time technically, and we had uh, Sebastian DeChavez, we had um, uh, Christian Osberg, you had uh, Cam Dodson who moved to eight. And Regan O'Gorman, who was playing flanker, so it's like the whole season and we've Kyle, been. And, and Kyle, Kyle, yeah, Kyle, and Kyle was in there too. So we technically had. I think I think Kyle he does play lock, but I think he is a he's a he's yeah, a nice yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you have like yeah. five guys who can play lock on the field at one, almost on the field at one time. But uh, great match, you know. Obviously, you know we scored. Cam Dodson gets his first try. You know we kicked it off. Kurt Morath in the first half got his points. Uh, you know on a great offload. Actually, one of the tries of the week just from the breakaway that Bryce Campbell had then, and, you know, tossed it off to, I believe it was Pele Kelly and then, or, uh, is Pele. I see now I'm forgetting, uh, watching too much rugby and older, older matches this week. Uh, and then finally, you know, talk about hardworking, needing, knowing that you need the bonus point, knowing that you need to, to get that, to stay in contention with Utah. WAPA just absolutely muscles over, about five guys to, to get over yeah. the try line for that last one. And, and literally 
at the dying minutes and, you know, at, at, at the death. Um, so it was great. You know, Kurt Morath was perfect on the day from his conversion. So we had two seven point tries and, and McLean Jones and, and Kurt Morath. Um, and then Cam Dotson, you know, got his try. Whopper got his try. We were hundred percent on our scrums and lineouts. hundred percent. That yeah. is massive. Um, Ross too. What's that? Without Isaac Ross. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that was, and we had, what was it? Nine total. We had nine scrums and we took 13 lineouts and won every one of them. Hey man, you play like that. You play, you have a solid defense. You put that j- nice burnt orange wall up, you know, that continues to just, it just continues to punish people, right? You tell you, you know, meters gained, you know, they had a lot of meters gained, you know, 590, not actually a whole lot. Like we, we pretty much shut them down every time we needed to shut them down. Um, we made, you know, we made them turn the ball over um, a few times. We still have that one problem though. 17 turnovers, man. Right. Killing us, killing us. Um, and that's, I think that was mostly in the first half. So, uh, but Hey, we win. We move on to the, we move on to the next week. Uh, it brings us up to standings LA still sitting top. God, man, no one, the road to the MLR shield is going to go through the Coliseum. Like we're going to win. Like we'll go there. We'll win. Come back home, have a championship game here at Bolt stadium. (laughs) Uh, but right now we're sitting five points back from, from Utah. We're both six and five. Utah seems to score five. You know, every time they play, they at least get a bonus point. Uh, I think they have the most bonus points, uh, acquired on this season out of anybody. Um, but I think we do, we got some big games coming up, right? Um, we need, we, we go to LA, we go to, well, we have one home game left, unfortunately, this weekend, um, which we'll talk about here a little bit later. Um, but really, we got some big matches against San Diego and stuff that we need to win. And San Diego is only two points back now. They're playing well and they just signed like three or four big players that, you know, super rugby, yeah. super rugby yeah. players. So um, who knows? Yeah. And maybe we should sign some former super rugby players to come play for us. Fill in. Yeah. We need an inside center to fill in for Bryce when an outside center when he fill in for Bryce when uh, when he goes to play. Uh, we need another winger. I'm sure we could find some guys that aren't playing right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, need some loose forwards. They, they, most of them will end their season this week. Yeah, there you go. So, hey, Alex, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go meet Cam Dodson. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Come right back right after this. Awesome rugby fans. It has been, man, how long has it been since I'm trying to think here? It's been a couple weeks since we've actually had one of the players on, which is unfortunate, but kind of goes with what Alex and I said about not being able to make it, uh, you know, to record and having jobs that pay us money and podcasts that don't. <laughs> but uh, we are really excited to have some of the guys always coming on to the podcast. Really excited to have our guest on for this week. Our guest this week, you can try to guess who it is as we go along. Um, it's fresh out of college, so that narrows it down. Hails from Staffordshire, England, uh, so that even narrows it down even further. And if you haven't guessed, he was also this week's MLR 15 of the week, Mr. Cam Dotson. Cam, welcome to the podcast, man. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. Um, big, big week for you. You know, you had uh, what I would consider a, a pretty outstanding performance. Let's run it through here. You had 15 tackles, three dominant tackles. You, uh, what do you have? Uh, 25 ruck arrivals, 
30 meters gained on three runs. That's a solid three runs right there. Um, you took seven lineouts, had a lineout steal. Oh, and, and you scored your first ever MLR try. Other than that, yeah. Uh, so, any, any, was there a Zulu after? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that doesn't, doesn't happen in, 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 in MLR, does it? <laughs> uh, it's a pr- pretty outstanding performance this past week against Houston, but, you know, really feel like you have a pretty phenomenal uh, year so far. Obviously, we've had some injuries and we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, for those who, who don't know who you are, um, you do hail. Uh, from the UK, from Staffordshire, um, but you also played at uh, at Grand Grand Valley, like um, excuse Grand me, Canyon. Grand Canyon. Excuse me, it's at yeah. Grand Valley. So I know a Grand Valley state too, so that's another one. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. To, from from GCU over, over there in Arizona. So I guess to walk us through how you got from England to the Gilgaronis. Pretty easy, right? Like it's like two or three steps. Yeah. <laughs> So I was playing um, some club club rugby back home, and and uh, I wanted to get my degree. And the coach back home actually suggested when I go to the states, they're offering scholarships and stuff for for rugby out here. And it was very new to me. Uh, so I got on the internet, um, said I was looking to do this. I had a few offers from some of the unions like Lindenwood and Arkansas and places like that. And, as much as I wanted to come to the rugby, it was like, didn't really know where they were. Yeah. Missouri and Arkansas didn't really appeal too much to me. So I, um, it wasn't until like a couple of months later, I got an offer from GCU and uh, I had a call with the head coach at the time, his name was Cam Wipers and Aussie guy. And uh, he was like, yeah, um, GCU is a great place. I looked up Arizona and I'd like somewhere to have you know, a good time. And, Three years later, I graduated and was in the draft. And obviously, that's something you, you that's get. That's so. <laughs> yeah, it is a story in the nutshell. It's pretty, uh, pretty quick nutshell too on that one. But you know, obviously, you know, talking with what, what kind of made you choose GCU over you know the Lindenwoods or the you know I don't know if life was ever on the radar, but like you said, Arkansas State. Um, yeah. What was it about GCU that really drew your attention to that that program there? Um, it was probably the state itself and the school. Um, they had the, the degree I was after. Um, after speaking with the coach, I already got on well with the coach and, you know, he walked me around some of the facilities and it just seemed like a pretty good fit. And that was it really. Yeah. Now rugby was kind of, kind of second to, to my degree. You know, it was mm. a pretty new program. I think yeah, I say well, it wasn't around very long when yeah. you were when you were there, right? Yeah, they'd only just gone up to D one when I first got there, hmm. so I very new. Okay. Well, that, that what's that? I loved it. Yeah, I loved my time there. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then obviously, you know, like you said, uh, MLR. You know, the there was the draft that happened. Um, you know, I know that there was. I don't know if you're you're free to speak on it, but you know, do you know kind of what the situation? Uh, for those that don't know, like people thought that you were going to go number one in the draft, um, yeah. and you know, come draft time, obviously, y- your now teammate Connor Mooneyham became the the number one overall pick. Um, you know, are you free to speak on kind of you know, the what the situation was with? Uh, yeah. the whole draft uh i guess not being drafted and then the yeah. questions that surrounded it 
Yeah, of course. So um, initially, I didn't really want to enter the draft. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, I kind of had my heart set on a couple of teams, Austin being one of them. Um, but then I found out I had to enter. That was the only way to, to move on from college. So I entered into the draft and then about three or four days before the draft actually happened, I got an email and the several of my uh, teammates from GCU at the same email mm-hmm. saying no, the paperwork isn't right. They need to send in uh, a couple of the documents, one being um, proof of like you're on a roster between that last season we played. Yeah. Which I had, so it was a bit of a scramble and we got all that paperwork. I said he only had 24 hours to, to reply to this. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Nothing like cutting it close, right? about three months to, to sort this out but so then i got the paperwork through and i didn't hear anything back mm-hmm. and then the morning of the draft um which we didn't know that was it was taking place what 12 hours before the actual live showing wasn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i got a, a a message on instagram from a, from a rugby agent and he said um how come you're not eligible for the draft anymore and I was like, what? Yeah, wait, wait a uh, minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then I go with the phone to my coach, Sean O'Leary, and uh, he made some calls and he was like, yeah, as far as I know, you, you, you're still in it. And basically, uh, I've heard you're going pretty high, so enjoy the day kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so I had friends and family back home and old teammates, like, watch the draft from back home. And, oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty Ra- embarrassing. Round, round one, round, pick one, two, three, four, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, I think it was, it was the second round of the draft. I was like, yeah, it's, um, something's gone on here. I'm not I'm not going. So I was pretty mad. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was quite a tough tough time. Yeah, I bet. Um, well, it's yeah, like you, you, you get your, you get your ambitions and your hopes up, like, and yeah. you plan again, confirmation does or does not happen from, you know, major league rugby to you. And obviously yeah. uh, there's not a whole lot of American rugby, you know, collegiate rugby players don't necessarily have agents like they like professional yeah. football. Like, you know, you know, no, those, exactly. t- those t- <laughs> some guy, it's like your uncle. <laughs> yeah. like, or your dad your dad helping out or something like that um but yeah it's like you get your hopes and your your uh, anticipation right and you get everybody excited yeah. and then they don't even tell you that anything happens interesting yeah so i got kind of drawn into all that the, the podcast before and all those prediction draft predictions i was thinking well might, might go on pretty successful here and yeah not be drafted it was yeah, it was pretty rough yeah um, but then I got a call from from Sam that day, that night, and uh, we, we spoke on the phone. And he actually listened to me probably rant for about ten minutes. <laughs> the first person I spoke to afterwards. So, um, but no, he was pretty pleased that I was not uh, drafted. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, might as well. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, he, he was he was pleased you weren't drafted because then he could say, "Hey, <laughs> I want you to come play with us." Yeah. So no, I had a good chat with Sam and and I told him about how Austin was pretty high on my list anyway. Yeah. And we chatted why and um, he was pretty keen on, on you know going to the next step with me and, and discussing maybe his, me traveling over and and having a look and 
next thing we know, I was pretty much signed within a couple of weeks and yeah, all worked out for the best in the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we were ecstatic. Uh, I know there are people around, you know, who are talking about like some of the, you know, the signings and stuff that we, that we had and, uh, you know, obviously we signed Mason. Um, and then we also, for out of the draft, we signed Mason and we signed uh, Luis Atama, who unfortunately is, is not with us anymore. Um, yeah. But, but the really interesting part about it is, you know, you and Mason and through the Dallas Jackals leaving, we get Connor. You guys yeah. have been, absolutely phenomenal for it like i mean you know you think about like professional other other professional sports it takes about a year or so a couple years for you know the rookies to really make their presence known where you guys have instantly made your presence known um do you feel as though that the that it's just what your your experience and your ability to adapt quickly to I guess professional playing style or do you think it's just kind of the uh the structure of the team that that coach Sam and Mark have built you know that that have helped you succeed this year so far yeah I said on my interview after the game on on Saturday I don't think I could have wished for a better team or a better environment to come into for my first year yeah very welcoming understanding and it did take me a, a while to adjust to you know, the, the demands of, of pro rugby yeah and um, a little bit different than college yeah a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. but no I, and that's a lot down to to Whopper as well and, and coach Rossi um, they've been a great help to me and, and sort of got me on the like, level playing field with, with all the others and I'll prepare for, for trains and, and game and how much film you have to watch and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's down to them really that I said, look, this is, this is a must. And this is at this level you, you need to do this. And that's it really. Yeah. Well, you know, so, you know, thinking back, you know, growing up in, in England and watching and being a rugby player, rugby fan, um, can you now look back and go, what? you know, looking back at yourself and say, oh, I'm going to be playing professional rugby somewhere, you know, in the United States, you know, as a 17, 17 year old or 15 year old, 16 yeah. year old, however old you'll be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's strange how things have led me to where I am now, you know, I'm playing yeah. professional rugby in Texas of all places. You know, <laughs> you'd probably said that you now six, seven years ago. Right? Yeah. That's that's pretty fantastic. We're we're like I said, we're excited. We we love having you here. You know, it's um it, it's been an up and I didn't say not an up and it's been an up and down season for the team, but it's also for yourself. You you started off and we're getting some game time in, but you you hadn't. We talked earlier about it. You had an injury. Um, yeah. Walk me through just a little bit about you know what that was like, what recovery was like, you know, and obviously now that you're coming back full strength and playing, you know, weekend, week out, you know, 80 minutes this past weekend, congratulations, by the way, 80 minutes is especially against a, a hard hitting physical team. And by physical, I mean, that match against Houston was physical. Um, you know, it, what's that? So it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, we, we saw the hits. They were, there were some big hits out there, but uh, you know, what was that, you know, I guess, I guess we're trying to figure out like from your standpoint, you know, coming off an injury and coming back into the, into the team. Um, what's that been like for you recently? Um, yeah, I mean, starting that first game against Utah, I mean, I think I got started a lot sooner than I, I thought it would have been. <laughs> um, 
so, straight yeah. in, straight into the fire, man. Straight into the deep end, yeah. Which you know, it's it was good, but then obviously, twenty minutes in, breaking my hand, wrist, whatever. It was kind of gutting, you know, missing those next three games where we were very low on blocks at the time as well. Rossi hadn't quite got here yet, and a couple of other hand injuries and um, injuries. Yeah, about, <laughs> that's, a, that's been that's been the thing. Five broken hands and stuff. And, yeah. Oh, Zinni, yeah, Zinni, yeah. yeah. yeah Zinni, well, Jeff uh, has Jeff has been out since yeah, the beginning. Of the season. Yeah, Tristan Osper broke his hand as well. And, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with all the hands? Uh, what is it? You know, I don't know. I don't know. just just getting stepped on? Are people playing dirty? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's a going going trend. So yeah, but then uh, you know, I was just getting in the gym, rehabbing it every day, and you know, being there when the team needed you and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then Atlanta, I was saying, yeah, Atlanta, I was back in second half and. I'm still pretty heavily strapped. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, you're not, you're you're healed, but I mean, you're you can see it. Like you still have a complete wrap around your hand for each match. Like it's not. Yeah, it's 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 slowly getting there. It's it's pretty much there now. You know, it's just a little sore when you go past you know, certain movements. But yeah, we're pretty much at 100 now, which is yeah. Happy awesome. to get that off. You know, you you were talking a little bit ago about you know learning you know, being, being thrown into the fire first, you know, first MLR, first MLR match, you know, starting and whatnot, but also, yeah, you know, you, you've had the ability to, to learn from, you know, I'll, I'll call it three really seasoned players. You know, you have WAPA, you know, obviously forwards coach, but you've got two guys and in, in the lock position, which, you know, you've packed down at lock. You, you also packed down at eight this week as well. So, I mean, you played eight and you played eight in college. Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's correct. That's is it because nobody else was also six, seven and 240 whatever pounds you are. And so you had to play eight. So you could just push everybody forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, uh, we were kind of blessed in college. So a couple of good locks. And okay. Our, just... back, our back row was, was pretty slim. So, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll play eight, no, no problem. Eight, yeah. like, get a little yeah, pick, pick, pick and go, eh? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let a, let a nine come off and try to tackle you and <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So you know, obviously, like I said, you 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 play a couple different positions, but you know, Locke has been where you've featured most at this yeah. season. But you've got people like Seb and and Ross, you know, who are. I mean, Seb has been playing in the English Premiership forever. Uh, yeah. Seems like, and you know, obviously, you've got you know a former you know All Black Asia coach. What's it been like to kind of learn from those guys in your in your short MLR career so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable. When I first got here, Seb he was very um, willing to to help and and teach, and, which was. Amazing, and then Rossi coming in, um, just probably takes the pressure off uh, Seb a little bit, and he's taken over that coaching role, especially in the lineouts, and like I said, Whopper as well. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, it's been on the real. That's fantastic for, for 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 better coaches, and uh, I think Ross and Whopper have a real good system going. You know. Yeah. That's pretty great. Uh, any uh, any ambition to to make your way back home? 
and try to play for i mean it's okay you can, we we know that like, you know I, people the the goal is to better you know better yourself as a player and you know if uh, we talked with some guys who i, I think of mason peterson was talking, I was like i'd be open to going to play in england that's you know playing the premiership right play super rugby whatever whatever players can go play any ambition to eventually make your way back home and uh maybe possibly you know rugby championship uh, or or the premiership uh for me it's sort of been a dream playing the playing the premiership yep that is always a dream of mine but right now i'm i'm really playing playing in texas and i still don't feel like i've seen in enough of america to leave yet so i'm <laughs> traveling around the states and that's good. We'll make sure we just we 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 keep you here then, so we don't have to worry about that. So. <laughs> oh, so obviously, you know, you you've been in Texas. You were here, prob- what uh, July? Is that when you you were? I mean, you got announced as like the first signee, basically the first new signee in like July second, I think, is when it was, or yeah. basically first of July somewhere around there is when Austin announced you. Um, and then it wasn't too long after that that you moved here, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was about September time. Oh, was it September? Yeah. But still, that's yeah, much much earlier than, than a lot of the other players who yeah. didn't arrive until. Yeah. What was your what was your thought in coming here? Just you were ready to just get to Austin and have fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was. My lease in Arizona was ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't, and, don't want to uh, pay those extra months to the lease. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was I was considering going home, and then this is when all the COVID started. Ah uh, yeah. Uh, outbreak and it was a bit risky going home to then come back. Yeah. Um, so the guys at the AGs were just like, you know, we'll, we'll get you in early and see if the other lads want to come as well. And Louis and Mason were like, yeah, we'd love to get down there early. So it worked out pretty well. So those three kind of moved in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the end of September that I started October. We moved in and started training together and preparing for preseason. That's awesome. Uh, favorite thing about texas so far non-regular related uh, <laughs> i want to say like live music but i haven't really <laughs> there is no live out. music right now <laughs> yeah i haven't really been able to go out much i mean covid's starting to slip a little bit now like cool off a little bit now and yeah that's something i'm probably looking forward to most yeah than like the most uh it's very welcoming as well yeah texas southern hospitality man yeah, the awesome people everywhere you go, you know, they're very interested in what you do. And then you say you play rugby, they're very interested in that. And what? Yeah, like you get, the, you get yeah. the eyebrow and keep like t- head tilt. No. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, what's the least favorite thing about Texas so far? <laughs> I want to say the, the weather. You never know what's going to be. Yeah. I, knew, I, I had, had, had a feeling you're going to say that. Storm a couple of months after I first moved here. Oh, yeah. I was like, I suppose I thought Texas was supposed to be hot and we had that snowstorm. Did, um, you, did you step outside today? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hot today. It's muggy though. That's the problem. This is just yeah. the humidity is through the roof. So, <laughs> yeah. Like you wake up, you, don't, you look outside, you never know what it's going to be like. So, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, we've got, we got a big game coming up this weekend against Toronto. It's yeah. unfortunately, which is terrible, the last home game of the season. Uh, you know what? Are, what are you looking forward to? You know, you know, assuming that you're going to be uh, selected in the uh, in the match day 23. But uh, what are you looking forward to? You know, that last match, uh, Bold Stadium this year. I mean, I think throughout the year, we've 
we've been getting more and more fans to the game and I'm hoping that last home game of the season we get a, a full house. It'd be nice to play in front <laughs> a full, of full COVID house. Yeah, full COVID house as much as still much still not still not full capacity. So <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's what I hear. I I, yeah. I hear I hear they're still gonna be maybe loosen the restrictions a little bit, but not not open to all five thousand at, at yeah. Bolt Stadium, which would be fantastic. I'm still waiting yeah, for well, that. I think it was the New York game that we had pretty. Yeah, it was a big turnout. Close. Yeah, it was a big turnout. And it was unreal to play in front of, and no, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure Yep. Awesome, man. Well, hey, really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the time. Uh, any last thoughts or anything that you want to say hey to anybody who's listening to the podcast? Uh, by the way, uh, Cam said that he is an avid listener of the podcast and has been disappointed that Alex and I have not been on on a regular basis. So we're, we're, we're trying. We got to make Cam happy. So uh, anybody you want to you want to say hey to um, back home or any any former teammates that you want to say hey to or girlfriends uh, or i don't know whatever <laughs> uh not really I'm, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> no, just, there you uh, go sorry mom and dad uh sorry <laughs> sorry grandma grandpa anyway. <laughs> um, i would just say to people if you're thinking of coming out of the game you know it's you got pride week on this week um it's pretty important for for rugby and you know we take this pretty seriously yeah it's all um, about inclusion in rugby man yeah, rugby inclusion. I've seen a couple of good things on Instagram and stuff from teams and MLR and yeah, it'd be a be a good good weekend and a good turnout and yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, if you are going out to the game, the you can go online. There's a bus for free that's taking you down there. And yeah, I after the party there's the after party um and it's not in the hotel lobby uh <laughs> it's uh, uh but there is a, a, a how i just forgot the name of the um oh i forgot the name of the place that it's located i'm the ags are gonna be mad but i forget where we're actually going for the after party as i'm looking it up on my ipad right now um uh so but i knew that there's a free bus going from uh what is it? The uh, statements, par- statesman's parking off of Congress. We'll go out to bold stadium. Uh, and then also there is the after party that I can't find right now. We'll try We'll try to, we'll try to look it up when we come back after this, but I'm, hey, sure, I'm sure you can find it on social media. It's on, it's on social everywhere. There's a party, free drinks. No, there's not free drinks. I wish there was though. Uh, but Hey, uh, we're, we're always appreciative of the, guys coming on cam dodson really appreciate you coming on and chatting a little bit uh really enjoyed it good luck this weekend against toronto and uh, and the rest of the season and you know hopefully we get some of those that, that playoff spot man so we can go up there and take on the teenies and yeah, take on to that championship so cam dodson everyone thanks for joining us cam thank you man. thanks Pretty sweet here from the almost number one <laughs> overall pick. It just blew me away, uh, right? Like it just. Hey, you know what? We are we're glad that uh, that he got passed up on. Right. Glad that he got it's passed up on. Glad that he wants to. Glad that he wants to stay here too. Like you know, yeah, he's yeah. He said that his always ambition as a kid to play in the Premiership, uh, but also that he wants to stay in Austin. I think he's got a long career ahead of him. Um, you know, he's he's a big dude. He's got like he said. He's got two great coaches in Isaac Frost and Sebastian DeChavez from a line out right. and from a, a second row perspective, but also WAPA. Like he's learning from some pretty fantastic players. Um, oh, yeah. Good stuff, though. Uh, well, yeah, let's uh, 
let's hope to see him scoring another try and pulling in another man of the match performance on Saturday. Dustin, the Saturday game, it's Pride Night at Bold Stadium. And I, I... I'm not sure. Did I hear that there's a little something going on before the game? Oh man, absolutely. If you've been a part of the social media and you haven't seen it, man, we're, uh, it's going to be a tailgate party because of COVID restrictions being lifted because of all the other stuff. And because it's the last game of the season, um, going to be outside. Obviously that was a ridiculous statement. Dustin, of course we're outside. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, just like thinking like COVID, like, Oh, you can't go inside. You can't go outside. Uh, but we're gonna be outside in, in lot B, uh, over there in the parking lot, Austin rugby supporters group tailgate party. Uh, there's going to be something special there, Alex. People have been waiting for it for a long time. They've been asking for it. They've been curious. Do you know what it is? Any guesses? Um, is it is it possibly something to do with um, with some of the branding that some of the has branding been, that's, that's been <laughs> that's been confusing, confusing. or or puzzling to the rest of the league? Yeah, a big announcement was made last year uh, in Austin that a team called the Gilgronies was coming up, and everybody went, "What the hell is a Gilgrony?" And well, they said, "Well, it's a, it's a Texas uh, sized cocktail." And somebody goes, "Well, what's in it?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a Texas sized cocktail." Hey, guess what, everybody? This Saturday, lot B, four o'clock in the parking lot outside Bolt Stadium, tailgate party, be food, there'll be beverage. That beverage will be for the first time ever, the Gilgroni. Be here. Yeah. Come out. Come out, join us, have some having good times, then go eat some food, go inside, listen to some live music coming up. We got always live music. It's gonna be Pride Night. I'm sure there's gonna be armadillo racing or something else that always happens. Youth rugby happening beforehand on that one. Uh come find out how to get your uh, Gilgroniac's gear. Yeah, you want to drink a Gilgroni? Become a Gilgroniac, right? That's easy. Um, right. And then, you know, also we've got the match against Toronto. It's a bit. It's a big match, man. They're Toronto's. Toronto can, depending on which Toronto team shows up, it's gonna. It's always gonna be interesting. Uh, but the one that showed up is the only, only MLR team I've ever played against, and uh, I'll say that was not. That's not a good game. The most, not a great yeah, game. Not, no, it was a pretty, pretty terrible one. Uh, not, not to be yeah. rude, but it was not, not a great game. It was rainy and nasty oh. and pretty terrible <laughs> weather and <Yeah>. play. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, what do you got, man? You want to throw out a prediction for the, for the match? Yep. I'm going to go. <laughs> yep. I sure do. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go with an 18, 15 AGs win. Ooh, 18, 15. That's our number. Yeah. Uh, okay. Eighteen fifteen. AG's win. Hey. Um. You know. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play with the Texas weather. Right. It's supposed to be ninety four. Probably feels like a hundred in front porch of hell. Uh. On Saturday. Um. I know they've been playing in Atlanta and they're used to that, but they're Canadians, most of them, so they're not used to the hot, humid weather. And so I'm gonna say the AG's. I think we're gonna pull it off. We need to get bonus points. So I'm I'm gonna go. I think we're gonna have a big game offensively. I think uh, uh, Toronto has some problems on defense, as we saw this past weekend. They tend to give up a ton of points. Um, we don't. Um, so I think that we're actually going to have. We're gonna score a bunch. I'm gonna go 31. I'm gonna go 31-17 is the final score of that match. I think we're gonna play well. Last home game, fun of. A packed house, bold stadium. Um, you know, I, I think we're ready. I think we're going to play 
I think we're going to click this week. Haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen the team sheets, haven't seen what's going to happen. Uh, but I think that the the guys are playing well. And, you know, I look, look to have Connor Moody, him, you know, back full pace, you know, some of the other guys ready to go, ready to play. Um, so hopefully we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get that going and get that bonus point win to keep in line with Utah. And uh, we just got to hope that Utah drops a couple points here and there. That's that's what we need to hope right now. Um, I think they uh, they still have to play LA at home. They still have to play San Diego again, who's playing well. But like I said, we still have to play San Diego too. So and, and LA and LA, we got to go to play at the Coliseum, which uh, may have to make a trip out there. That'd be nice to go watch. So, uh, but yeah, lots of good things, man. It's going to be a good week. You know, it's, it's it's sad that we're it's our last home game of the season. We're definitely front loaded with that. Um, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Scenario is, uh, I don't know if we're going to catch LA on the first place spot, but if we get second place, we go out to LA, we beat LA and win. Uh, I believe because the Western conference has the highest win percentage or I forget how it works out, but we technically would come down here to the Austin, Texas to the state capital, And we'd have the MLR championship at bold stadium. Well, that. and if we can, if we can get, if we can climb into second place, we'll host that. Um, it's first playoff game. I don't, I don't think that actually is right. I think we were wrong on that like weeks ago. Oh. I think it's just the top two teams. <laughs> is it really? It's yeah. not the top three. I, I don't know. Like I haven't been following it. I think it's just the top two teams. I thought we thought it was the top three, but oh, we may have been right. drinking that day. and a wishful thinking like you make it the top three so i don't know we'll see so hey uh alex you're gonna be out there on saturday yes sir are you going did you know that after the party or after the game there's the after party uh, no, I didn't. Not in a hotel lobby. It's at Oil Can Harry's. Uh, if you go out there, uh, you show them your match day tickets. I believe you get in for free. Um, but there's a big after party for for the match on Saturday, which is pretty exciting. Other big exciting things coming up next weekend in Austin. Bloodfest. You're right. I, we almost forgot to mention that, man. That's a big one. Uh, the biggest sevens tournament this side of the Mississippi. Yep. I think I'm pretty sure it is this side or whatever. This side of the Red River, maybe. Who cares? We'll call it that. No, no one's gonna call us out on it. I think 82 teams this year. 82 teams. Coming off of COVID is pretty pretty awesome because yeah. I think the 2019 there was if you include high school, there was like 120 teams. So yeah. um that's awesome. 82 is pretty great. So I'm excited. It's good. Um, like I said, come out, get your get your drink on, have a Gilgroni. Find out how to get Gilgroniac gear. Alex, you know where to get Gilgroniac gear, don't you? Austin Rugby Supporter. <laughs> uh, World Rugby Shop slash Austin Rugby Supporters. Or, or, the, or, the, or the Rugby Shop. <laughs> the Rugby Shop. <laughs> you go to the Rugby Shop. You can go to RugbyShop.com and just type in Austin Rugby Supporters in the search mm. bar. You can pull it up there. It's actually Austin, it's World Rugby Shop slash Collection slash Austin Rugby Supporters. It's a long, long one. We'll throw the, we'll throw the link up there. If you want to find out what all is going on and everything else Austin Rugby you can always go to Austin Rugby supporters on the social handles Alex big week man looking forward to seeing you out there maybe we'll do a little bit of a live show all right there a little bit of a little, little live pregame action there uh, with the old uh, cell phone <laughs> do, do some some live halftime reporting <laughs> live yep. from the live from the pitch but hey as always appreciate it man good times yeah thank you times thank you all for listening thank you all for watching us if you're listening go check us out on youtube 
uh, check out the YouTube page or the uh, our Instagram page. If you're watching us and just want to listen to us while you're driving down the road, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all, all the good things. We're going to be there all the time. That's Alex Reese. I'm Dustin Zare. And until next time, we'll see you on the pitch.